Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody. Welcome to On The Line. Ashley, yes. I'm digging this new setup. Me too. Shout out to Flow Production and our producer, Tyler, for getting us all situated. Today is August 29th. I cannot believe it's the end of August. It's where, almost September. Like, where did 2023 go? I really don't know. Like, I <laughs> At this point, all the, the days, the months are just kind of meshing and just because there's so much tracking cross-country action like it's insane so much is happening so as always i'm olivia panay joined with ashley titians Corey is out on the road this week so we're holding down the fort and ashley and i we're coming off 10 straight <laughs> hard pumping days of the world championships in budapest so we're going to highlight some of those moments and those standout performances there and since the cross-country season is in full swing on the high school side we're going to talk about the big meets that occurred over the weekend who had some season debuts and have our attention and the top storylines going into the weekend to look out for as this weekend approaches. But actually, let's kind of recap a little bit on what happened in Budapest. And I remember back in 2022, Milesplit took a deeper dive into the class of 2016. And as we thought at that moment in time, we thought that this was the best graduating class ever. In that 2016 class, you had Anna Cockrell, Chris Nielsen, Bryce Hopple, Noah Lyles, Bash Ty Cunningham, and Grant Holloway, who all competed at the World Championships. Some of them even brought medals home as well. So, Ashley, what are our takeaways from this recruiting class specifically? Well, I have to say, whatever y'all were doing in 2022, like you were, you were right on. You know, you <laughs> predicted, hey, this is the best recruiting class. <laughs> I think you can solidly say that's probably the best class we've ever seen for high school track and field. You know, if you're looking at, you know, you listed off, you know, names like Lyles and Holloway. They're both now multi-time world champions now after competing in Budapest this past weekend. And then, you know, you look too at, you know, Nielsen, Cockrell, Hopple, Cunningham. They also were all world finalists. So every single person you listed there made the finals for their event at world championships, with that, which I think is like pretty crazy to think that like, you know, just let's see, 2023, it's been seven years. Yeah. So they only graduated high school seven years ago, and now they're like the best in the world at their events. It's pretty crazy to think about. Yeah, and I just want to stick to Noah Lyles really briefly because I feel like he just showcased so much dominance. The fact that he earned the triple, the big yep. three, the hundred, which a lot of people were talking about him not winning. And I must say, and I spoke with Gordon about this. Mm -hmm. Gordon kind of was like, I don't know about this, Liv, but I said, I was like, the way how he looked in his semifinal rounds looked 
absolutely incredible. He yep. looks strong. He looked ready to go. And to see him execute that and get the hardest one out of the way, Ashley, I was like, Noah Lyles is the guy. Yeah. He's the fastest sprinter on the planet. I'll say, I did not expect it either. I wasn't sure how that 100 would go. But then the fact that, I mean, like you said, after that 100, it was smooth sailing because, you know, he was the favorite in the 200. And then that 4 by one was like a piece of cake for them there at the end. So, yeah. I mean, he's the guy. The he's guy. the guy to look for right now in track and field. Exactly. And he was able to defend his 200-meter title, which was... For him, his bread and butter. Grant Holloway, which we're huge we're fans, fans of, of Grant Holloway. Holloway. I love that guy. He won his third consecutive world title yep. in the 110s, which is super remarkable. Crazy. Chris Nielsen, bronze medal there. Anna Cockrell, I was so proud of her. Yes. Finishing fifth overall in the 400-meter hurdle race and had a 53-second personal best. Bryce Hopple, the lone American in that 800-meter final. And then Vashtai finishing in the top in the world there in the high jump. It, was, it just showed true dominance. So so I think yep. we were right, like you said, back in 2002. <laughs> I think we were spot on. Class of 2016 just did fantastic there. Now, kind of speaking more on the high school side, we had two, I guess you can say two high schoolers. One of them graduated, yep. going to be going to Washington. I'm talking about Hannah Mull and then Adesha Hodge in the sprint. So what can you say about Hannah Mull's performances? Yeah, speaking on Hannah Mull, I think we can all come away from this being like, Man, the, the fact that she's only 18 years old and she made her first ever senior team in an event that has, you know, over the past few years been really strong for the U.S., the women's pole vault. And not only does she make the team, she makes the finals and she clears a new high school national record, an American U-20 record of 15-3. Like, I That's think ridiculous. my mind is blown, you know, and it's mm -hmm. like, I think it's just a testament to like, you know, she's been through this whole long outdoor season, you know, that started back... I believe they open up their seasons at Texas Relays. Yeah. And, you know, they've gone, she's gone all the way from Texas Relays to then the world stage in Budapest. And she's, you know, still competing at this high level. I think that's a testament to just how good she is and puts it more into perspective how good it is to, you know, clear 15 feet as a high schooler, not, you know, let alone 15 3. Um, so, yeah, she, that was pretty mind blowing. All right. I have a tough question for you because okay. I feel like once we saw. Um, Hannah Cunliffe's sister break the high jump, yes. uh, pole vault yes. record. Every year since then, the record has gone down. Mm -hmm. Now the mark is 15-3, and I can't even wrap my head around how, I, how yeah. high that is. Do you think we're going to continue to see this trend in the pole vault on the woman's side? Oh, that's such a good question. Because part of me wants to say that this is almost like a unicorn moment, you know? The yeah. sister, Hannah and Amanda Mull, both yeah. the sisters, they both cleared 15 feet. Um, I want to say that that may stay for a while just because, you know, obviously we're seeing girls clear over 14 feet now and it's really raised the bar, I think, for pole vault in high school, especially for, for the girls. Mm -hmm. But who knows? I could be wrong. But I'll say for now that this will stay for a few years and we'll see what happens. I know. It's just so hard to even <laughs> think about 15-3. And then Hannah just, Hannah looked great. She did. In Budapest. Mm -hmm. yep. Like, she looked strong. And the fact that she gained that experience, and the fact that you did it at the eight as an eighteen-year-old, like yeah. graduating high school senior, about to start college, doing that at the competing, senior level. I was gonna say competing against grown women, you yes. know, like yeah, and Remarkable. more than holding her own. Remarkable. All right, one year younger than her is Adeja Hodge, 17-year-old representing the British Virgin Islands. I also feel like she just had a remarkable season. Mm -hmm. And I think we can all agree this has been very long for yes. her. I yes. feel like she's been training, I don't even know, probably end of September, October. And yeah. it's 
what day is it, you know, end of August, mm -hmm. and the fact that she had, the season that she did, saw all-time marks in the 200 meters indoor, breaking the U18 and the World U20 record, to then just earning a New Balance National Outdoor title in that 200. She finished the season, I felt like, on a great note. She has yes. something to be proud of. 22.82 in the prelims, and then 22.96 in the semis. Like, after a long season, the fact that you made it to the semifinal mm -hmm. round at yeah. the senior level, and like she had some heavy hitters. She, she had Shakiri Richardson, Gabby Thomas, Shrika Jackson. Like some of the fastest women alive, alive. Right now. Yes. And <laughs> I thought it was funny, you know, speaking on like it's been a long season for her. I believe I was watching her post race interview, and someone was like, "So what's the plan now? Get some rest?" And she was like. Oh, I hope my coach gives me like two months off right now. So she's like, I need some rest. So and I think she deserves it. She, you know, that. she definitely deserves two months rest. Okay. I want to talk about the 1500. This was a very yes. interesting race as a whole, but specifically yes. in that race, we had a Norwegian. I'm not talking about Ingebrig. the Netherlands. Netherlands. Excuse yes. me. Not uh, in my head. I was thinking, uh, Norway. uh Norway. Niels Laros. Yeah. 331.25. And the thing is, he's 18 years old. National record. How, like, how is that even possible? I don't know. Like, I think we can all agree here that Laros is pretty insane. Again, think about this. He's 18 years old. He is not, you know, competed at, like, any other level besides, you know, more at, like, that youth level. And he's been a young, young gentleman competing against all these older guys who have, you know, been... They've had multiple years of either collegiate or pro training, too, underneath their belts, which I think is something to, I think that's pretty crazy for distance running. You know, to put it in perspective, right, like, this season, Simeon Birnbaum in the U.S. for U.S. high schoolers had, like, an insane season, one of the best seasons we've ever seen for a high school distance athlete in the U.S. Mm -hmm. His 1,500-meter best, which I believe put him at U.S. number two all-time for the event in the U.S., was 337. Yes. That's six seconds faster. And you know what's ridiculous about that is that was in route to a 402 mile at the at Nike Outdoor National. So my next question, just thinking about Birnbaum, like, I wonder how fast he would have went if, like, the 1500 was, like, the end. Or actually, that 337 did come in the, in the pro. So he Oh, that's the right, pro. that's right. Yes, Sorry. yes, yes. But, so, yeah, so I yeah. guess. But still, like, if you have to think about it, that was also after... Earlier in that week, he ran, he won the two-mile at Brooks PR. Yes, So think yeah. about it, like, kind of on the same premise. Like, what if he had ran that 1,500 completely fresh? Like, how fast could he be? Like, That's wild. And, yeah. Oh, man. And I, I'm seeing this 331, and I'm like, goodness <laughs> gracious, national record for the Netherlands. Just huge. Absolutely huge. And... What's with the kids these days? What's like, with the kids? We saw a lot of, like, even in the, um... Was it the 10K? No, 5K. 5K. The girl from Latvia. The 19 years old. Mm -hmm. Just yep. taking it out. Yep. And I'm like, oh, goodness gracious. Man, the, the kids, they're just, you know, the younger, they're, they're getting even better the, the younger they are now. I know. So, it's ridiculous. But we're finally closing this chapter of the World Championships. <laughs> we still have a couple. It's crazy to think on the professional side, we still have a couple more outdoor meets to go. Yes. But let's kind of switch gears. I'm ready for some cross country. Oh, me too. Me I'm too. ready for some some grass in our lives. So let's recap two big meets that Ashley and I felt like really caught our eyes over the weekend. So Ashley, what was that big meet for you over the weekend? Well, I want to talk about the UIAAA Invitational. Lots of A's there out in Utah. And because, you know, so last week, me and Corey hosted the show. And one of our segments, we were talking about the Harriman Boys team. You know, they were one of the top teams last year. I believe they finished third at Nike um, Cross Nationals. And the question was like, 
you know, they graduated a lot of their top guys last year, and, like, we were wondering, like, are they going to be just as good as they were last year, this year? And I think if you look at the UIA Invitational results, like, you, <laughs> we can solidly say that they are going to be good this year. You know, if you look at this, they, they scored only 39 points as a team, won the boys' race, 15-19 average, won by almost 100 points. Like, that's just insane. Their top five scoring runners were all finished inside the top 12, and... You know, they were led by William Stedman, who was finished second overall in 15.02, and he was their team's number one. So I think if there's any question, if Harriman has the depth and if they're any good, like what they did this past weekend completely squashes that, you know, what happened there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, briefly speaking on the girls' race, too, two other top teams competed at this meet. American Fork and Lone Peak, you know, they were two that really came on strong at the end of the season last year. And if you're looking at this Invitational, they literally tied. They both scored 47 points. Both had the same ta same team average as well, 18.25. It looks like American Fork got the win based on, you know, looking probably where their fifth runner was, you know, probably ahead of Lone Peaks there. Um, American Fork, their top runner was Avalon Meckham. She finished third in 18.05. And then right behind her was Boston Bybee, the top Lone Peak runner, in fourth, 18.09. So I think this is setting up maybe a storyline of these two, you know, Utah powerhouses really clashing this season mm -hmm. in the girls' races. It's going to be interesting yeah. as the season kind of unfolds a little bit more. I'm going to keep it here in the state of Texas at the South Lake Cross Country Invitational. Two individuals really caught my eyes there. It was full of competition. It was fast. And, of course, it's a really big meet here in the Lone Star State. I'm going to talk about Prosper's Max Miller first. He won the three-mile race in a 14.26 and set a new personal best there. And he was able to shake off Carol's Caden Leonard and Caleb Millard's McKenny Boyd, who were just within 10 seconds of him coming across that finish line. And Max Miller bringing up speed ratings again, earned a 184. Yeah. So it's one of the top speed ratings we have seen thus far this cross country season. So great racing there for Max Miller. And then on the women's side, we had Madison Peters. And I felt like she ran a very strategic, she smart yep. race from Pearland High School. She sat right behind Carol's Alexander Walsh, who we're keeping our eyes out for her as the season unfolds a little bit more. And Peters was able to just stick with her for the majority of the, of the race. But when Madison decided to make her move, she was very determined about that separated herself from the rest of the field by 16 seconds. So she's the only girl on that course to break 17 minutes on the Bob Jones Park course and crossed the finish line in a 16.45 again for three miles and earned a 140 speed rating. So Madison Peters, we have our eyes out for her going into the season. And so she really put a really mm -hmm. great one together. So now as the season is starting to unpack, a lot of these athletes are starting to make their debuts. So Ashley, we have a handful of athletes since goodness gracious, a few weeks ago who have opened <laughs> yep. up their season. So who has caught your eyes already that have that have been on your radar for a little bit now. Yeah, so I want to throw it to Colorado, actually, and talk about Daniel Ruska out of Cherry Creek. You know, he's someone that, you know, he actually leads the country now for the 5K and the boys. And if you look at his profile, he may, it may be a little bit of a shock, you know, he may be a little bit under the radar. He opened a season with a 1449 5K at the Cherry Creek Steve Lohman Invitational, earned him a 186 speed rating, which, um, you know, I know I... I've heard Bobby Reyes say this before, like seeing those times early on in Colorado where you're 
you're running at altitude. The courses there in Colorado are really tough. To see like a sub 15 5K in your season opener, that's like that's pretty unheard of, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think he's going to be someone to watch, and it's also a huge improvement for Daniel from last year. You know, his 5K PR going into this was 15.05 from Liberty Bell, and at the same meet last year he ran 15.35. So if you look at that improvement there, 15.35 at this meet last year to now 14.49, mm. he has jumped there. I yeah. think <laughs> he must have really put in some hard, hard miles this <laughs> summer. So kudos to him. Kudos to him. On the woman's side, we were talking about this yesterday. Yes. Elizabeth Leachman from Texas. Now, to give you some backstory, in 2022, I did not have no. Elizabeth on my radar for specifically the cross-country season. Her fastest 5K performance was in 1806, and then later on she finished 20th yep. at the UIL Texas State Meet. Fast forward to the spring, she won the UIL titles in the 1600 meters, and then on the national on the national side, she finished third at Nike Outdoor Nationals in the two mile with a personal best in 957. That's, that's a world age group record too, which, which is, is insane. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. So at that point, I'm like, okay, what is Elizabeth going to do yeah. in 2023? Yep. Well, you guys, this fall, she just like destroys her personal best in the 5K. She clocked a new US number one time. Better yet with a 16.34. Just like, man, she was just like, what? I'm going to come out here and make a I'm statement. making a statement. Yeah. Elizabeth, my goodness. Going from an 18.16, and again, I know it's not the same course, and it's just different, but the fact that you went from 18 minutes in a 5K to dropping to a sub-17, like you skipped a whole, whole yeah. minute there, and she earned a 156 speed rating. And on top of that, the craziest thing is she's a sophomore. Yep. Class of 2027. Yeah. And I think like the, I guess it's like, we're going to have to watch her for the rest of the season, you yeah. know? And like, I, but I also don't think it was a, I think a lot of people were anticipating that she'd come into this fall season, like being a lot sharper than maybe she was last season. You know, she was just a freshman last year, cross country, really just kind of probably just trying to get into things, but now that she's like, you know, she threw down that 957 and now she's probably like on top of the world and has the yes. confidence and she goes into this and runs that. And also shout out to Julio Ramirez for yes. texting us and sending us all this information about this race, because if not, this probably would have gone under our radar, but yes, thank you, Julio. Thank you, Julio. <laughs> all right. As we kind of wrap up our on the line show today, we're going to talk about some meets that we're looking forward to this upcoming weekend. So Ash, let's talk a little bit more about the Marcus Coach T Invitational and who are some of those athletes we should be keeping our eyes out for. Yeah, so I know last week me and Corey actually talked about this meet and how we we're really looking forward to it because it's one of those meets where you, you know, you first get to see a lot of those big heavy hitters in Texas go head to head and it kind of gives you an idea of maybe where, you know, the trend will be going for the season. And, you know, if I'm looking specifically at some people that, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing, I think it has to be Nicole and Sam Humphreys of Flower Mounds. They're their team leaders, their Oregon commits. They're two of the top girls in the in the country this year, not just Texas. They both finished one, two at the Texas State Championships last season. And if you're looking at how they did at this meet last year, Sam took third in 17:20, and Nicole placed fourth in 17:30. And they also run for Flower Mound, which we know will be you know one of the top teams nationally this season. You know, with those two in the lead as well as Alexandra Fox on their roster. So I think this is going to be a key moment where we can see, okay, how did those summer miles you know set them up for success early on? Mm -hmm. And what's going to be interesting about Flower Mound? I know this is a conversation we had last year their top three runners yep. right like how do you think it's going to shake up this season because they're yeah. somewhat in a similar boat too 
I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Like, yeah. we know Nicole and Sam are basically like the same person. They're going to be like <laughs> battling it out. Like, you yeah. never really know who's going to win because they just go back and forth all the time. I mean, literally at States, they tied. Yeah. And they just gave, I believe they gave Nicole the slight edge. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. I'm really excited to see how they do. Interesting. All right. I'm going to talk about the state preview in Indiana, and then we'll talk about our national meet of the week. So in Indiana, look out for some great competition there. There are four individuals that my eyes are like, okay, I'm curious to see what they do in Indiana. So first we have Sam Clore of Avon. He came, He, I feel like he's going to have a breakthrough season this year. He's had a very early debut and his fastest 5k performance is a 1535 he's going to be lining up against sam excuse me if i pronounce your last name wrong quagularly interesting from fisher's high school he debuted his cross-country season with a 1502 personal best at the hamilton county meet Ashley three days ago so oh, wow two meets in <laughs> one week and last season he had a sub six sub 16 minute 5k performances on the cross-country course so the fact that he's already at 1502 I feel like he's just going to get that mm -hmm. much quicker as the season just kind of continues this fall but on the ladies side we have Molly Farrell from Marshall coming from Illinois she's the only girl that has a 17 second seed time for this meet she ran a 17 17 last October and showed progression throughout the 2020 22 season and she was fifth at her state championships but she's also going to be lining up against Liz Smith of Westfield out in Indiana she ran an 1833 this season so I think we're going to see lots of great competition and it's a great opportunity again it's the state preview so you're kind of seeing where you're yep. lining up against the athletes in your area and what to kind of look out for and now as we kind of shift toward our national meet of the week we have the Memphis Twilight and that should contain lots of great teams and individuals lining up to put their best foot forward. So, Ashley, what are our things that we should be looking for this weekend? Yeah, I mean, looking at just the start list alone, like in the entries, it's going to be really loaded. And, like, I'm, I'm really excited for this meet, I have to say. You know, we have some of the top teams and individuals in the country competing here. You know, a couple of guys, too, ranked on our preseason boys list for the cross-country rankings. You're going to have Andrew Hauser of Rockbridge, also Andrew Brown of Tapella. So both the Andrews there. Really curious about Andrew Brown because he's actually an incoming freshman and we've kind of pinned him as like a guy we want to look out for in that incoming freshman class and someone that can maybe you know shock <laughs> shock the nation with how fast he goes this year so I'll be curious to see how he does and then if you're looking at the teams as well you're going to have University High School from West Virginia we also have them ranked pretty highly so I think especially you know looking at the boys race I think it's gonna be really interesting yeah Andrew Hauser I'm excited as you mentioned he's one of the top guys from the state of Missouri. He was fourth at his state championships. Has lots of experience against mm -hmm. running against national competitions. I remember yep. him running at both NXR and Champ Sports, and he finished 17th at both. So I feel like he's someone that could really put a big stride out there. And then Andrew, as you mentioned, a top freshman. It's going to be interesting to see how he does. And he's gone 16.02, which is going to be exciting. So mm -hmm. on the dock, something to kind of look forward to this upcoming yes. week. We have a lot of Continental Tour meets that are going to be live on Mile Split, And it's going to feature many of the world's best athletes. We have the Baltimore Metro Cross Country Meet, which would be September 1st. I can't believe that's a couple days away. Berlin on the 3rd. Bellanzona on the 4th and then River Taro on the 6th of September. So make sure you have Mile Split as like a favorite. It's yes. bookmarked on your computer. It should be like right there <laughs> in your history because we're going to have it live on Mile Split for all these Continental Tours. So Ashley, as always, it's 
great to see you. Yes. That does it for another episode of On The Line. And we're also dropping Moss Split 50 stuff. So yes, stay tuned. Don't go too far. I know the boys have been in full swing. The girls are going to be dropping. So yes. keep your eyes out for our social channels and also stay tuned to the site for all the coverages on that. So have a great week, everyone. And we'll see you next time.